0: Hey, so welcome to the Expert Edge. Today's going to be hot. I have got one of my really good friends, Bobby Clink. He is a Harvard lawyer turned online serial entrepreneur. Uh, and he is just an expert when it comes to email engagement and also protecting your business. But specifically, we're going to be talking on the topic of writing red hot emails. So whether you're interested in emails or not, I want to remind you that you should be because regular engaging content to your list is one of the fundamentals to building a successful expert business. And I love Bobby because he's quirky. He's gone on an amazing journey of bringing out his personality and his business. Uh, he, as he says, he's a badass marketer and, uh, He's a good friend of mine, so we have a lot of fun on this podcast. I think you're going to get a lot from it. And so we're going to be talking all things, writing, engaging, red-hot emails so that your list uh, connect with you, they feel engaged with you, and ultimately, they buy with you. So let's get into it with Bobby Klink.
1: You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boyd.
0: So Bobby, welcome to the Expert Edge, brother.
2: Thanks for having me, man. I, I, you know, I think it's going to be fun. I, I hope it's going to be fun for everybody else. It'll definitely be fun for us.
0: <laughs> well, I, I know, you know, we've known each other for a couple of years, and every single time you put us two in a room, it can be dangerous uh there's a lot of heckling going on
2: (laughs) from the the back seats that's right but 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 i have like i'll never forget like the first time we were together like you gave me the key insight for everything in my business or at least part of my business sense which was like i don't want to listen to you talk about the legal stuff just solve my darn problem and i was like
0: What, what happened there? Back there? Tell me about that. So we were, cause, cause just so everyone knows we, we met in a mastermind. Yeah. Uh, was it in Laguna? Was it in somewhere like Yeah, it, it was in that,
2: <laughs> it was that first one in Laguna and I'm debriefing my, my webinar launch for my legal template product. And you said something like, yeah, I need your product, but there's no way I'm going to a webinar about the legal stuff. So you're oh, just making me not buy.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. So a uh, bit of background, uh, Bobby. Can you share uh, share with the audience, um, kind of a bit of your journey of starting your expert business? Because I know you've you know you've been in a few different fields. From you were a lawyer, uh, and then went into the legal space. But tell us about your journey of starting your expert business, and and kind of what kind of got all that started for you.
2: Yeah, so I am a lawyer. I, I still have my license, Sorry, although I don't practice. A <laughs> um, I haven't had a case active in in over a year now, but I'm still a lawyer licensed and and all. But um, so, I mean, I I had a business um, as a lawyer, my own firm doing things, but I wasn't really happy and I didn't really know why. And so I started working with a life coach who who made me realize that my unhappiness had nothing to do with life. It had to do with what I was doing for a living. Um, Because basically my, my job as a lawyer, when I was doing it, my practice involved fighting with people all the time, which You can probably imagine, Colin, like, that's just not me. Like, sitting there and fighting about dumb, dumb stuff, that's not me. You just don't care. you just like, dude, who cares? I mean, like, you have to care. I mean, there was a time where I had to fight with someone. I literally, I'm in Washington, D.C. I had to fly down to Florida for a court hearing because, like, the documents they had produced to us and given us, like, it had literally turned while they were copying it so you couldn't read it. And they were refusing to recopy it. So I had to fly all the way down to Florida, spend a day and a half of my life arguing about that. And I'm like,
0: yeah. That this sounds is not- good. That sounds really yeah. fun.
2: <laughs> well, so, so, you, this was-
0: so you needed a life coach to work this out.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, again, <laughs> I'm totally. like, here's, here's the reality. So when I'm having this like angst or whatever, I'm 15 years into practicing law. Yeah. I had invested, I don't know. I mean, probably a quarter of a million dollars getting my law degree. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, if I quit now, what what does that say? And, and what will people say? And she, like, after she asked me the question, like, do you like what you do for a living? And it was the first time I'd admitted to anyone other than my wife
0: wow. that,
2: no, I didn't. And then she asked what I call, you know, the, the hammer question was like, okay, what are we going to do about that? And I always joke, you know, great. Life coaches always make you like, they won't let you just sulk. They make you actually, you know, take some action. Take some action, yeah. <laughs> so... We started talking, this was in 2017. And she said, I could see you going on to podcasts and radio shows and teaching business owners how to deal with the legal stuff. I said, oh, that's interesting. And We had calls every two weeks. By our next call, I had signed up with a podcast booking agency, like to book me onto 30 podcasts. I had no product, I had no offer, I had no business, but I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. And so that's where it started. And my original idea was, you know, I hear all these people creating online courses, can't be that hard. You know, that's how I'll make some money at this. Uh. And so I spent, I don't know, the first like I, it was like March ish of 2017 when I started it. And then I spent kind of the summer. Building, I don't know, building a list of some sort. I don't remember what I was doing. Working with a Facebook ads manager to do it. Creating an idea for a course. I think I created the course. Yeah, I I recorded the whole course. It was called Safeguard Your Online Genius. And then um, I did a webinar in November of 2017. And look, you know, I may not be a pro like you at it, but I'm pretty darn good at webinars. I'm pretty darn good on my feet. I like your confidence. It's good. I've been public speaking since uh, I was 15 years old, so it's I'm in my element. Totally, and I've been public speaking with a purpose for you know com- converting people to my way of thinking. So I do it, and I do this webinar, and I'm like, oh, I nailed it. And so I finish it up, and I close down the webinar software, and I go over to ClickFunnels where my cart was, and I'm expecting all these sales. Zero sales. <laughs> um, before cart closed, I made one sale it was like $627. By the way, at this point I probably spent about 50 grand between everything in the business. Yep. Like one sale for $627, I don't know, something like that. That woman asked for a refund on day 29 of a 30-day <laughs> no questions asked <laughs> refund.
0: No questions asked.
2: Never having op- having opened the course. In retrospect, I'm glad that happened. Like because uh, think about it, uh, like Having to fulfill on that thing forever wouldn't have been good. Um, but so that was 2017. And then I, I, I got conned into what, not con but believing, oh, I just need someone to make it evergreen. And so I spent more money, still nothing. Um, but really the turning point for me was December 31st of 2017. I'll never forget it. It was a Sunday. Um, and, and I made it to church, even though my in-laws were, were in town, which oftentimes we don't when they're here. And the pastor was talking about giving and the power of giving and how it can change you, not how it changes other people or any of that, but how it changes you as a person. So me being the fire ready aim kind of guy I am, I said, cool. Giving is my word of the year for 2018. And that one little shift really did change everything. Um, And kind of what happened was that was the point that I threw out all the rule books, and, and Colin, you know this, when I, mean, I keep throwing it out more and more, like, you know, maybe I got one page. Maybe you should mor- one rule. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I think maybe I have one page left of the online yeah. marketing rule book, but I've just progressively thrown more and more of it away and said, you know what, I'm going to show up as me and I'm going to gonna act like this is a business like my dad built. My dad was, you know, a, a, a business owner my whole life, running a brick and mortar business. I actually have this little, this little thing right here, you can't read it, but it's this this stone. It's from Stu Leonard's, which is like a grocery store in the New York area. And it says, our policy, rule number one, the customer is always right. Rule number two, if the customer is ever wrong, reread rule number one. And like, this is what my dad lived by. And so I just started taking that up and saying, you know, I'm going to just serve the living crap out of my people and trust that everything else will take care of itself. And I mean, There's a lot that's happened since then, but that really was kind of the the big shift for me. That's great. So
0: it sounds like, you know, you were doing all the right things and then you had this internal shift of going, I need to step up in, in how I'm showing up authentically, the level of contribution I'm making and things started to shift. Now, one thing I've noticed in your journey is more and more you've. Allowed your weirdness to come out, yeah, and and that is attractive and repulsive, which which is the definition of marketing, yeah, <laughs> right. And so I'm looking at I'm looking at your you know your screen right now. I know some people can't see it if they're listening on the on the uh, podcast, but you know you've got badass online marketing. I remember when you came out with badass your badass podcast, which uh,
2: was <laughs> a joke. <laughs>
0: It's oh, like no. all a
2: joke because like, I'm not cool at all. And, and like, I don't have, like, I don't talk about anything fancy, but it, it it was like literally one of these things that happened. And I don't know if this happens in your business, but like three of us were in chat at like nine or 10 at night. And we were just going back and forth about renaming my podcast. And suddenly this, like, I was just saying, why don't we call it the Bobby Clink experience? Yeah, And for some reason I was vetoed on that. And we came out with the certified badass online marketing podcast. Like, cool.
0: I love Why that. Not. I mean, I love that because, you know, if someone saw you in the street, they wouldn't hire
2: you as a hitman, Right. No. They're going to hire you as a lawyer. <laughs> right? no. To- no, they wouldn't hire me as that either. Because like that. But again, that's that. part of the backstory. Like yeah. in college, I was in a punk rock band. Like I'm literally a punk. <gasps> yeah, I'm a punk rock kid. That's like, yeah. that's what I've been. And then I become a lawyer and like hide who i really am yes. for 15 years of my life and then it's like that's why i'm saying it's it's been an evolution and now mm. i'm like love me or hate me this is who i am mm. um and and i'm not afraid i mean you know right now you can't i'm, I'm wearing a shirt that says blame bobby so i love like that, I saw that. Blame bobby. like instead of like <laughs> hashtag wins people in our community are supposed to say hashtag blame bobby for things that happen that's cool um but we just have fun. Yeah. And the more I've done it, the better things have gotten. Yeah. Now
0: I've loved watching your quirkiness and stuff like that come out. And I think that that's, um, it's quite, it takes a lot of courage to do that. I think in this personal brand world, yep. um, because you are the brand and the more you kind of detach from feeling like, you know, feeling connect or feeling um, the the intensity from the audience the more you can be yourself. It's kind of that whole, one thing I've noticed with all people have gone to the next level like yourself is they've got, gotten over the, the need to please everyone and please people. How's that journey been for you?
2: I mean, look, it still hurts. It, and that's like, so some people say you can detach from it. And I heard someone say this, if it doesn't affect you when someone doesn't like you, like you know, when people say mean things about you and, and doesn't affect you at all, you're a sociopath, so we don't want that. <laughs> we don't I mean, want that. That's we don't so want true. that. But, but at some point, you have to recognize mm-hmm. that, like, just being vanilla is boring, and and then nobody pays attention to you. And and the other thing, and like someone like one of my people in my group coaching, I remember I was talking to her about this, and she was talking about how she hated doing social media. And then when we kind of dug into it, I realized that a big part of it was she felt that she had to put on a mask and be a a certain thing when she showed up on social media. I was like, well, no, no wonder you hate it. Like if you have to like remember, well, how am I supposed to show, who am I supposed to be? I mean, it's hard and you're not going to do it. Whereas like if you, and and this is where it's freeing is if you just get to the point that, look, I'm just going to show up as me. Some people are going to like me. A lot of people are going to hate me. Cool. I don't have to think like, I, I don't have to prep for like videos for podcasts for any of that stuff because I'm just being Bobby. And this is something that people have like said when they meet me, like my number two, in my business, Katie pointed out, like I'm me, whether you, you meet me online in person, I am the same person. You are, you are, you definitely are. And, and that's, it's freeing and it's yeah. nice. And, and, you know, I think there, there's pluses and minuses, right? I, I am someone who is, I am not tactical or strategic in hardly anything. Like I've told my content manager, if you expect me to follow some precise script for YouTube, it's not going to happen. So just just ignore that, throw out any notion of that happening. If you think I'm going to show up on reels because that's what's working right now, no, I'm not going to dance. I'm not going to do that stuff. I don't care. So it means in the short term, I, I pass up on maybe some marginal gain I can get, but long-term people know that I'm just showing up as me. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's comforting for them because they know what to expect from me.
0: What, what have been uh, some breakthrough experiences for you in building your business?
2: Yeah. I mean, so the giving was, was a big one. And like, so now like one of our whoa, <laughs> sorry, we have, we have a big storm happening here. W- one of our core values in my business is to be a radical giver. Um, and instead of asking like, you know, am I giving too much? We always ask, can I give more? And so that's led to like a lot of crazy things. And you've seen, seen part of the journey, like it was back in 2019, that first year in the mastermind where I decided to just give my privacy policy template. Legal template away for free. Yes, and and that's like literally the only thing I sell that is legally required, or I don't sell the only thing I offer that is legally required, and I give it away for free. Sure. And everybody thought I was nuts. Everybody told me not to do it. Yeah, you know, again, throwing out that rule book. And at this point, we've had something. I don't. I've lost count because we moved systems, but I think we've had somewhere close to twenty thousand people download that. Wow. And so I look at it and say, I've helped twenty thousand people protect their businesses. And that sense of like showing up. And, and at first people, I think, thought it was a tactic. And when they think it's a tactic, they have their guard up. But people mm-hmm. in my audience have just over and over again experienced it. So now they know it's not. And, and a little story about that to, to show the power of it. My, my craziest idea of radical giving was my team and I have created something called Badass Online Marketing University. It is a program for online entrepreneurs to teach you You know, how to build an online business. Now, we don't go into all the stuff like, I'm never going to teach a course about Pinterest because I don't understand it. I'm never going to teach a course about Instagram because I got no business teaching that. But we're teaching you kind of the core stuff and and big level concepts. And right now, there are six courses in it and we're working on more. And it's free, 100% free, no upsell. These courses are full on. There'd be signature courses people would charge thousand bucks for easily. And I announced that at my live event, my virtual event last year, but I, but I played tricks on people. So like it was a three-day event day two, I literally roll it out. I tell them about it and I'm like doing something there. It's like feeling like the value stack of me talking. I don't talk about value, but like talking about all this stuff, all this stuff. And I see in the comments, people are saying, I got my credit card. Where do I buy? Where do I buy? And then I I wrapped the session up and I said, but bomb you is part of a bigger mission. And we'll talk about that later. Now it's time for lunch. And the response from people was great. And then I I literally, the very last session of the event, I told them it was free and said, by the way, my team right now is clicking a button, giving you access. And we were selling a coaching program. In the 10 minutes after I said it's free, we had nine people join the coaching program. And so many people said, if you're willing to do that, I want to learn from you. And so again, I wasn't doing it for that purpose. Mm But they saw it. They mm. saw this heart of generosity and they said, I got to learn from this guy. And so like that really has been the biggest change, the biggest shift. Um, but the other things have all been smaller things. Like, mm. again, you, me sharing that thing at the beginning of you saying, don't make me go to a webinar to buy your legal templates. I mean, that kind of little thing is important because we do, you know, Rube Goldberg, Do you know, what Rube, Rube Goldberg device no. is.
0: Okay. Oh no, I don't know.
2: So it was these old <laughs> cartoons about like the most convoluted way to make a simple thing happen. You'll see videos of it like on Instagram where it's like an 84-step process to turn a light switch on. That kind of thing. Right. And when you look at a lot of the like funnels that people are setting up, that's what they're doing. So they're true. they're overcomplicating instead of saying, "Hey, I got this good thing. Do you want it?" And and letting people buy. And so that's been a big part for me is just kind of stepping back to that. Um, And that's huge, I think.
0: That is so huge. Like people, you know, they try to build like a nine-step funnel that recycles through every 27 days. and (laughs) like, And it's like, dude, how about you just build a one-step funnel?
2: (laughs) Right. And again, like, I don't mind adding those things in, but at the same time, make it possible for them to buy on step one. Don't make people get to step 27 before they can buy in most cases. Now, there are some exceptions, yeah, yeah. but um, I see that. But you know, I, I've, I've just seen that over and over again. And then the last, I think, shift I've made is like, and it's been funny because my story, I started learning dirt, digital marketing when I was a, a lawyer because I, I started reading books about marketing for lawyers, and those are the dumbest books out there. So I threw them away. So then I start learning marketing. And I, I fell into online marketing. Well, now, I mean, I still read online marketing, but like literally on my desk right now. And again, you know, for people who, can, who are watching this, like I have a textbook, a marketing textbook, not online marketing, not digital marketing. I study traditional, regular marketing. And, and I think that's something that a lot of us could use, could do to understand those concepts. I think that'll help over the long term. And it definitely has for me when I've recognized we're just doing marketing online And the the same principles apply. And so we should learn from the past. That'd be so fascinating because I studied marketing at
0: college. So I did a a degree in marketing. And I remember reading the marketing textbooks, not knowing what on earth I was going to use them for and just completely forgetting them and never really using them, you know, (laughs) that I can consciously remember (laughs) from that point on. But it would be so fascinating to look back at them now, understanding what we understand and go like, how does that work because there's probably a lot of relevance that's (laughs) dude that's like fascinating now i wanted to chat with you about um obviously everything's online at the moment still and email is a super important part of that and one thing that you know you've discovered in you is your superpower to engage and i think that email you know people talk about it like email's dead and all that sort of stuff but dude email's Never, probably never going to die. It's going to be around for a lot longer. And if anyone says email is dead, they just don't know how to use it right. It's like when people say webinars are dead or, or, you know, three part, it's all dead. It's all dead. It's just marketing. It's going to, it's going to stay around guys. These are the fundamentals. And so talk to us about what, what is your, when you're writing, engaging emails, because you're, you've ran trainings for our group, um, around email engagement, Uh, and I, I applied a lot of the stuff that I've learned from you. So tell me your philosophy around creating highly engaging emails.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, the big thing is, and there, there's a lot of stuff that, that I I, I want people to think through when people first get on your list, you're going to do some certain things. And when you're selling, you're gonna do some certain things, but I say the secret to making email marketing work is what you do week in and week out. It's Mm. that like every kind of week Mm. email you send to people. And the reason why is most, and I don't know what your experience has been, Colin, but my experience is like, I have a lot of people who buy from me right away. And then I have a lot of people who buy from me a year or two later. Exactly. And, And so that every day or every week stuff you do is what matters. And like, I share this with people just so you know, like I used to truly suck. An email. I used to write the most boring emails that literally it was like, not even a recap, but kind of a recap with bullet points about what was covered in my weekly podcast. So go check it out. But you know, no one wants to read that. I mean, if they want to know what's in my podcast, you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna to listen to my podcast. You know what I mean? So I, I, but I was doing what I was taught, like, you're supposed to talk about your content. And, um, so I was at an event, uh, an entrepreneur event in 2018, and uh, it it was this funny story. It was Amy Porterfield's Entrepreneur Experience. I yeah. was like kind of her legal guy by that point. I yeah, was you were spanking, Did you speak at that event? No, this was the year before. This was okay, like my cool. first year of rising, but I was like, I was going to the event, but I was already like, you know, I worked with her team on certain legal things. So yes. I mean, I knew her team and- there was this, like the night before it really started, there was a, a reception and there was a big old photo line to take a line. And I was like, sure, whatever I for was you,
0: talking for you,
2: photo line no, no, for you? Amy, like with me, <laughs> but, but there was a joke about that. When Amy talked, she did joke about it because I had become a star in that group because yeah, I gave so much. That's cool. People all knew me. And I was like one of five guys in a group of, you that's, know, that is true. A thousand you'll, st-
0: you'll stand out. So, <laughs>
2: That's part of, that was part of, that was part of my <laughs> secret sauce. I got to know. Um, Just being mild. <laughs> yeah. But so like, literally like we're waiting in this line and we get to the front and, and Amy's integrator, Chloe was there. And like, this is my first time meeting her whole team. So I wanted to take a selfie with her. And so I do, and I don't know how to take selfies. I'm really bad. So Chloe actually took it with my phone. Well, that night I get back to my room. And like, this is, I'm the guy who closes down the bar, not because I'm drinking, but because I'm like you, Colin. I want to, I like people. I'm an extrovert. I like being around people. Chatting. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But so I start looking through the pictures and I realize when we take this selfie, Amy has photobombed us, sticking her tongue out. Like the most ridiculous picture ever. And I'm like, who am I? (laughs) I've got to tell somebody about this. So I texted to my wife because the events on the West Coast, I live on the East Coast. So I texted to my wife, I guess without comment. I wake up the next morning with a, a text back from my wife. Why are you sending me pictures of you with random women? <laughs> and so, you know, I explain it. She's okay. Yeah. Cause I'm yeah, sh- yeah, but totally. anyway, but so I tell the story to a friend at the event the first day. And they said, you've got to tell people that story. And someone's yeah. talking about it like emails telling stories. So I just decide, you know what? I'm going to do it. So literally my first fun email ever. Subject line in quotes, why are you sending me pictures of you with random women? And it tells this story. And for the first time, I had huge engagement. But here was the thing it wasn't just people opening, people responded. And uh-huh. they were telling me that it was hilarious. And then the next week, I sent another one about, you know, some other story like that. And again, it wasn't all crazy, they're just stories. And that second email, someone responded and said, you know, I've been on your list for a long time, but this is the first time I feel like you're a person, not a company. And it's the first time I've wanted to do business with you. Wow. And I like to say, I'm like Pavlov's dogs. I'm very trainable. You give me that kind of positive reinforcement, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And so since then, and I've refined like my storytelling a lot, because I used to, my stories were way too long, way too many details early on. But now I sit down each week for my weekly email and I just say, I kind of start by saying, what's the, the kind of core message or theme of the podcast that week? And what's a story from my personal life that I can somehow tie into or relate to that idea or that theme? And I just tell that story. And so can um, you
0: tell any an example of how you've done that recently in one of your emails, yeah. the personal story, tying it into your content?
2: yeah so uh and and i'll have to think about recently what i've done but or one that pops
0: out okay so one
2: of my more famous ones uh on easter week of 2019 my subject line was i don't like sweet baby jesus and it told the story of this beer it's a brewer it's a beer from a brewery around us called sweet baby jesus beer it is an an atrocity like (laughs) no one should drink it because it's like if you're a beer drinker, maybe you're going to like this listening, but it's like a, but a, a double Imperial Porter with chocolate and peanut butter oh, flavor. I'm like, that's horrendous. No. The beauty of beer. And my point was the beauty of beer is its simplicity. simplicity yeah. Like the, the best businesses are simple. So that was kind of an mm. example of how I make that turn, you know, other examples of what I've done that are, that are sales related. Like I had one where I was inviting someone to uh, someone else's webinars and affiliate, but it was about Uh, how to create a course. And so literally I had gotten an email two day, like the day before from my daughter's school, that there was a confirmed case of lice in her class. And so I told the story about how after my wife said I was not allowed to shave her head and burn her clothes when she came home, how I went to the depths of the internet to make sure we didn't get lice in the house and how it was like a four hour lice campaign. I mean, I tell this whole story and then I say, I was only able to do that Because my business isn't something where I have to be doing things today to make money today. So that comes because I have scalable products, because I've done all these things. And if you want to learn how to do that, join this webinar. And so like, those are kind of examples of things that I've done. One of my more famous sales emails, not sales emails, but um, (laughs)
0: led to a sale.
2: Well, I mean, it's like it used to be my, my, one of my final emails. Like my, I think it would be my final email uh, in a like promo period. So the last call would be me telling the story. And this is a hundred percent true story of me. I would go out for these long walks early in the morning here in DC and see these people like dressed like to the nines, like, you know, guys wearing like fancy stuff, like, but like shirts that are way too bright for 6 a.m. and all this. And me coming home and telling my wife and her rolling her eyes and saying, they're doing the walk of shame, dummy. And me, like, I tell that story and I say, and I'm telling you that because I don't want you to be doing the walk of shame because you missed out when the cart closes. Ah, nice. So like, you know, that kind of thing. And, and I tell all of those types of things mm. and, and you can tie anything in. And when you start, it's hard. I'll be honest. And, and one of the things I share with people I've had my strengths analyzed under the Gallup strengths. And when you read it, like literally it talks about how I naturally weave stories from my personal life into my business. Like literally the strengths report says that I'm like, wow, these people know me well. That's cool. But so it's, it's natural for me. Mm -hmm. Other people have to work at it, but as you do, it becomes more and more natural that you learn how to do this in a way that it becomes seamless. And sometimes, like sometimes I just have a story I want to tell and I'll say, I don't really know how this relates. I don't think it relates, but I wanted to tell you the story. And you know what happens when I do that, Colin, every single time? Multiple people email back telling me how it relates to the message of that week's podcast. (laughs) You're like, thanks. I'm like, cool. But it's this thing that that it just happens organically. And Uh, I don't ask people to respond. I don't ask people to reply, but they do every single week. mm. I get people just relating to my stories. Do you,
0: uh, do you like capture your stories? Do you write them down? Like, do you have a
2: story bank or you just, just kind of sit there and think each week and go, what's the story? And so I don't, but again, that's because of my natural ability. For most people, yeah. I suggest creating a story bank. And what I tell you to do is like, think through what are some, for the, like
0: for the mere humans,
2: right? I mean, just people <laughs> no, like, I mean look, people <laughs> all have different superpowers.
0: Totally. Totally. I can't
2: execute. I mean, I don't say I can't execute, but I, I I'm the king of like squirrel. Yeah, you know, just like I get like halfway done with something, I'm like, oh, this looks cool over here. Let me go do this instead. Dude, I'm so like so I know squirrel. I have weaknesses. But um it, no, so what do you recommend? So mm-hmm. what I what I recommend is come up with like the themes uh, that you'll be talking about a lot. So like it might mm-hmm. be freedom or you know, those kinds of things that are going to be themes of topics that you're going to need to, to create stories around. And, and again, most people, it's going to be about five themes. Like one of them could be, in my case, keep it simple or freedom or, you know, um, you know, one of them now would definitely be about how, you know, following conventional wisdom was dumb. Like just so things like that um, and capture the different topics. And then a good piece of advice. Now, you might notice something during the day and just, you know, make a note on your phone app. But what people have told me is that if you're not a natural storyteller or someone who remembers stories, asking, like at the end of the day, ask yourself, who did I interact with today? Where did I go today? What did I do today? Um, Those types of specific questions will help you think it through. So just like think it through and then think, okay, is one of these a potential story that I could link into one of these things? If so, jot it down. If not, throw it out. You don't need it. Um, But over time, you'll kind of get better at it. And then like, once you're capturing your everyday stories, you'll want to go back and think about older stories. Like, again, one of my stories that, that really connected with people at a deep level was like a story when I was in high school, I was in high school debate. And our coach made us do this like other random events. And one time we were supposed to do this event where it was supposed to be an organized speech that was funny, but you would walk in, you would pick a topic. And then you had like, a minute to come up with what you were going to say and then you deliver the speech and so i go and i pull this thing up and it's if you could give yourself any nickname in the world what would it be and why and i'm sitting there i'm like i got no idea yeah. what the heck am i going to do with this and then i see my friend outside who's been razzing all day about being a bit self-assured shall we say and it's just aha and so I go up, I write the thing, and I start the speech. And I said, if I could give myself any name, any nickname in the world, it would be Goe, G O E, because that's one after God in the alphabet. And so I go through, and there's three reasons. Reason one, I'm good at everything. Reason number two, um, uh, everybody loves me. And at this point, the judge has not laughed at all, he hasn't found any of this humorous. And I said, but most importantly, reason number three, I'm incredibly humble. And when I said this, the judge literally fell out of his chair. I won the event. And so I tell this story and like, this was an event, like literally of all the debate tournaments I went to in my three years, this event was only at one tournament I went to. And I've had multiple people respond saying I had to do that same event. And and it's just like little things like that, that all of a sudden think about the power of that Mm -hmm. now to that person, I'm not some random guy on the internet. I'm that guy who told that story in that event that they had to do. And Mm -hmm. so it gives us this way to connect with people for them to, to, to feel like they're the same as you. And that's the power. And that's what I'm saying. You got to go back and figure out old stories.
0: Uh, Um, As you were talking, I, I wrote it down. I'm going to tell a story in my email. So guys look out for it. If I haven't sent it already. Um, and for this particular, for this promoting this podcast was, um, was I was recently walking down the street and literally my pants were around my ankles and I didn't realize it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a true story. Oh.
2: So you with your pants around your ankles and, and our friend Mel showing up for his web, first webinar ever with no shirt on, not realizing he was going to be on camera. You know, you guys are... Uh, exactly.
0: <laughs> There's, that's honest, honest to God truth. And I, I will explain it in the email. So guys, make sure you're subscribed to get that email. Yeah. I and mean, so how do we hook that? How do we hook that into this conversation? That's the, that's the thing. Maybe people can help me with it.
2: Oh, no! Well, I mean, that's easy. I mean, you know, I, I mean, again, I will have to think it through, like, you know, uh, here's how, because we talked about being vulnerable and the ultimate vulnerability, you know, you're walking around with your pants around your ankle, like, you know, And everybody can see, you know, see just about everything. So there you go.
0: so good. Uh, So I don't normally do that, by the way. That's not like a regular thing Uh, (laughs) because that would get weird. (laughs) I think you get arrested for that stuff.
2: To each his own, whatever, you know.
0: So in terms of email writing, uh, what have been some like specific learnings, changes, adjustments, that you've improved on because you talked about how you've gotten a lot better. You've, you, you're writing shorter emails. Like what are some specific things that you feel like when you look at your email, you're going like in your mind, you're checking off to make sure that that's going to be
2: a better, you know, more effective, engaging email. So, I mean, the first thing is like when we tell stories, like you, especially when it's written, you tend to include way too many details. And so what I tell people is like, think like ruthlessly. Does it matter that it was a Tuesday? If so, don't mention that it was a Tuesday. I mean, if it doesn't matter, don't mention it was a Tuesday. I mean, it's like little things like that. Um, just think through that. But but again, I want to be clear to people. Even if you you tell a story and you don't tell it great, it's going to be a lot better than most emails they get. Mm, that's true. Because most emails are like people vomiting back and regurgitating their content. And again, I don't want to say that, like, mm. I don't want to be, I don't be rude, but if they want to read your blog post, they're going to read your blog post. If they want to learn this concept, they're going to listen to your podcast. Mm. And so the big thing is that, but, but like the learning here is to think it through and, and understand that the content, like your weekly content of your tips and your expert advice, that's not what people need in your email. Like think about your email needs to give them a win. And the win should be, it makes them smile. It makes him think, it inspires him. Sometimes it makes him cry. I mean, you know, I tell the story, like one of my, it's now in my welcome sequence. Like one of the stories I tell is about my dad being in a plane crash um, right before my third year in law school and me going down there and having to make a decision. Like I was like in the final round of this ultra prestigious like competition and I was gonna get to stand up and argue stuff. And I had to decide, do I fly back when my dad has not woken up yet? Or do I stay? And like I tell a story of his friend pulling me aside and saying, "There's no question you're going back because when he gets w- wakes up, he's going to be pissed off if he didn't." But so I tell that in the context of, "Look, entrepreneurship is going to knock you down, and the, the the trick isn't to not get knocked down; it's to be committed and to get back mm-hmm. up." And so like sometimes it's something like that to inspire mm-hmm. people. But the point is your your email should. It should have an emotional response of some sort. Mm. And for me, because I'm a class clown, the chuckle is what I normally go for. My view is if people can grin and smile because they read my email, cool. Um, And and that's what I'm going for most times, but that might not be you. I mean, you might be someone who wants to inspire and that's Mm. kind of the feeling you want to leave people with, but you want them to feel something, not Mm. think. Um, And that really is the key. But, but I also actually, um, as I have an email book that'll be coming out next year called uh, Yeah email marketing that doesn't suck. Um, And so (laughs) like I had this breakthrough as I was doing the editing process, which is the power of these weekly emails and telling stories is that you become a character to them. You become like mm. their favorite sitcom character. Mm. They want to see what's happening to you. They want to know that about you. And so they're tuning in each week for the story. And so that's why you know making it personal and telling personal stories matter. But also as you get better, like you start to sprinkle in other characters. Like right now, everybody likes my wife more than me. Even though they've never heard her name, I, I, my wife has said she doesn't want her name or pictures out there, so I don't talk about her by name. They they like my team members way more than they like me because they feel sorry for the team members having to put up with me, <laughs> you know. But so I like I have kind of characters, yeah. and I, and it's not I'm not lying. I want to be clear. I'm simply telling the stories, and people kind of get to see our personalities and see what it's like to be part of my world. And so that's what you're looking for in these emails over the long term is to kind of get to that perspective. Um, and the really pro tip is if you can kind of play a role, but it's honest, like I say that I, for, for the old older folks, and I say older folks, I mean, people like me will, will resonate with this. If you remember the TV show, Columbo, I play that role of the apparently bumbling marketer who lucks into things all the time but you figure out after a while if I luck into things all the time, it's probably not actually luck. But that's, I mean, I honestly say those things. I say, I don't know how this worked, but it worked. And so people see that in my personality and it just starts to kind of, they I feel get like it. Frank,
0: Cur- Frank Kern does that a bit. Yeah. He's well, got again, that kind of a style. Like he's like, I don't know. I just put it together and it just happened.
2: <laughs> right. And again, I want to be clear. I'm not telling you to have, have that, yeah, but yeah, that yeah. is honestly. It's like a persona. How- That's how I view view things. And so I do it. And so there's running jokes that are parallels. Like in the the show Columbo, he talks about his wife all the time, but you literally never meet his wife. Same thing with me. I talk about my wife all the time, but you never meet her. And so it's, it's, and, and these things happen over time. And so what happens is like longtime subscribers, they're like little Easter eggs for them that they like it because they get the inside jokes. They yep. see the things like, you know, anytime I talk about Pinterest, it's kind of a joke because I'm like, hey, I don't know. It's pictures and words. It's all I know about it, but it's pictures and words.
0: Five secret Pinterest tips from Bobby. And there's like, it's a blank email.
2: <laughs> so we did like, so I've started actually, cause now we are prolific content in my business. Yeah, yeah. We, So I had that weekly email. We also actually have a newsletter on Fridays. And um, so we actually did one that was all about Pinterest. And I said, do not be alarmed by this email. I have not been taken hostage, I promise. You know, this is actually me writing it. But, you know, it's an important thing to talk about. So I got my team to help me with actually describing Pinterest. because I don't really understand. (laughs) That's it. That's the, that's the end of the that's story. It. That's the story. <laughs> that's the story. That's the story. But, that's but again, story. Like, even, that's so to be good. clear, like if you're going to send a newsletter, like that should be a secondary email. And even then, for the love of all that's holy, don't send a boring newsletter. Like mine is called Smart Ass Marketing. And like it, there is a weekly rant where I rant about something in the marketing world. Then there's a tip where I give value. Mm. Then there's a, a resource we like, again, often mm. an affiliate link or one of our things, and yep. then a roundup of our content.
0: That's cool. But, yeah. Yeah. So there's kind of like different vibes through the email. There's, there's like a story, there's, there's, there's value. There's a, you know, a little bit of an off, there's an offer. Yep. Um, and the value over the value and the humor and the feeling overrides the, the offer, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like the percentage of the push. And so, and I totally, you know, I'm, I totally agree with that whole philosophy of, you know, the percentages, you know, minute. it's like 80, 20, you know, like 80% value, but I, I, I love some sort of offer or next step or something like that. I think that's always great, but it's also cool to not have one sometimes. So just literally send it. I, I actually think I feel when I'm writing an email, when I think about it, and there is no offer, no next step. It almost feels different. Like when you're writing it, because it feels like it's like, th- I'm not asking for
2: anything from this. Well, so it feels different, but, but and here's the reason why I like for your weekly, I mean, I technically have an offer in my weekly, email, which is click here to check out my podcast. Yeah, but,
0: exactly. Same as us. Yeah.
2: Right. But I'm sure you you're like me, Colin, you realize like, yes, some people click on that, but I don't know about you, but I I don't think I've literally ever clicked on a link in an email to listen to podcast because you know. <laughs> Podcasts are on my phone, you know, and I'm subscribed. Yeah, I'm subscribed, right. Yeah, So it's like there, you know. But whatever. Mm. Um, but I think the key is like, yes, it's it's it feels easier, but it takes the pressure off, mm. like because you don't have to worry about converting people. And I think that's the big thing people struggle with. Like, like you and I call it Like, we can write conversion copy. Yeah, we we can speak in conversion language. We can just do that because we've, we practiced it. Yeah. Whatever. Totally. It's <laughs> just practiced a lot, but most people struggle with that. And so I think most people like think about it and and it's daunting with them because they're like, Oh, my click-through rates aren't that good. And I'm like, like, you know, like my weekly email, my click-through rates, like lower than 0.2%, but I don't yeah. care because you know, that's not really the goal. The goal mm-hmm. is to connect with my people, not to convert them. And so that I think is another piece of it. And and that when you, on a weekly basis say, Hey, my goal here is just to connect with you and give you some value and remind you that I'm here. I think it makes everything easier and it'll take the pressure off. So it's like your email doesn't suck, but it also doesn't suck for you to write the email.
0: Yeah, it is more enjoyable. Do you type or do you speak? I type, I type. Yeah, right. I'm so bad at typing. (laughs) I mean, so one of the things, uh, I'm honestly the worst.
2: So I don't know, I'm not that bad, but like, if I send an email that doesn't have a typo, it's the exception. Wait, same. And, and like, one time, I I don't remember. Like, literally, the subject line had a typo. It was like either it had ear or it had like ear left off or or something yeah. like that. So it was like literally backwards. And then like in line two or something, and then someone responded to me. And, and um, I don't remember, it was something about being embarrassing or something was about it. I Mm -hmm. said, well, now that's really embarrassing. So I sent an oops email. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing was the response I got from my people is they like the typos Mm -hmm. because they know it's me. Mm -hmm. They know it's, it's me unfiltered typing the thing in real time, not having it go through eight levels of, you know, strategic and tactical review by my team. And so that's the thing. I mean, again, you don't want it to be so sloppy that people can't understand Yeah, it. yeah Totally. But you know, so like, that's one of the things in the book, like the book's going to have a lot of these things. And I've yeah. told the editing team, the emails I sent are going typos and all you will not correct them because we want people to see I succeed even with all these typos mm-hmm. in there. And so that's an important point I think for people to get.
0: I love that. So for me, I've kind of written down a few words. So it's like authenticity in your emails, emotion like tapping into some sort of emotion um if you want to send a newsletter it should be like a blend of stuff of of like a story some value an offer you know like that sort of stuff I really like that I I wrote down the chuckle uh because I know for me like I definitely think you need to think about your personality and I do lots of dumb things and and I'm okay with that (laughs) like I was joking with I joke with my wife and she's like she goes, all of my funny stories are just about you doing dumb things. They're not yeah. actually about her. Cause like, <laughs> she's like so switched on. She just doesn't do dumb things <laughs> and I'm doing dumb things all the time. <laughs> yeah, And sure. it, but it's, it's just a personality thing. Right.
2: So yeah, yeah so, you, know, uh, you go. I, well, I mean, I jokingly say that like, you know, my emails could be like, you know, the story is now that we've talked about the dumb thing Bobby did this week, you know, let's do that. Like, so so I built, I, not my weekly emails, but I now have a nurture sequence that like when people sign up for like one of my legal, legal stuff freebies, like yeah. there's a, a thing that educates them a bit about each one. And each one, I tell a story of me doing something really dumb and wrong related to that area of law. <laughs> and the transition is like something like, Now that you know, you know, now that you've heard your daily dose of something stupid (laughs) here's for the lesson. And so, but again, it's one of those things you and I have figured this out. Self-deprecating is great. I mean, making fun of the stupid stuff you do like people love it and it makes you relatable. And so like, yeah, I mean, that's what I go for. I I would see you would do the exact same thing and go for the chuckle.
0: (laughs) That's probably why we connect. Yeah, (laughs) So good. Now, uh, I mean, this has been so cool uh, talking about all of the email engagement processes and, and strategies and just the philosophy. I love, I love the generosity that you bring to your business. I think even just that principle alone, what you, that story you told at the start, you could feel the power of it when you drop the principle, um, which is just so cool. So um, finally, like in terms of, I, I would actually, I haven't asked you this, but when, you know, let's say you get, which you will, you get to the end of your life. And you look back on your life, what what are you hoping people would say about you, Bobby? What would what, what are you hoping people would whisper to each other about you, um, your loved ones, your clients, your friends, people who appreciate you? What what are you hoping that you would leave with them?
2: So, I mean, to me, it's simple. It's that every person who interacted with me was left off, better off than when they started. Hmm. Um, and it's this is this is my view of marketing life, et cetera, which is we need to stop thinking of things as like a zero sum game of we're fighting over things. Like I want all of my interactions to be about making everybody better. Now, can we always do that? Of course not. Um, But that's definitely my goal is that, that, that I've had a positive impact, however small on, you know, everybody I interacted with, that really is what I care about. I care about impact more than anything else. Um, you know, I, I care about, you know, making this world a better place. And, you know, sometimes that takes the form of snark because that's what it takes to kind of cut through. But, but really I'm always that Um, my, my, my team has basically said, I'm like that big brother that, that just protects everybody and wants to make everybody's life better. And, And that in my way is like an ultimate compliment because I have a big brother and, and he taught me the value of being willing to you know, take a stand for the people you believe in and, and make their lives better. And so, I think that's what I'd want people to say.
0: That's cool. I love that. Well, I know that you've protected a lot of people. Yep. On many levels, uh, you've contributed into my life and to our my clients' lives a lot. Uh, it's been amazing watching your growth and journey, um, not just in your business, but who you are, and the the light that's coming out of you that that has just gotten so much brighter, like since when I first met you and, <laughs> and I love it. I love the, you know, I love your, your quirkiness. I love, I love your abrasiveness of just like how you just say it, how it is and with a bit, with a smile on your face and and like, but also like that you're okay. That
2: doesn't even matter anyway. <laughs> so, so speaking of that, I sent an email yesterday. Uh, it's part of a promo, but I sent an email, I think it was yesterday. I don't know. It was the day before, something like that, Um, where I talked about, like, you know, I told people, and again, this is like one of those things, a lot of people in our space wouldn't be willing to say this, but I don't buy into the woo, Mm. the laws of attraction manifesting. And I'll say those things. I'm like, if you do, cool. (laughs) That ain't my speed. And that's the thing I'm like, you know, a a while back, I would have been afraid to say those things. Mm. And now I'm just like, you know, look, if you're not going to, if you're going to not like me because I personally don't believe in manifesting, cool. You know, you know, be, be you. But I don't dislike you. If you like it, I'm just telling you. I don't believe in it. And it's those things. I'll say those things, and people are like. Are you sure you should have said that? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I so literally the first chapter of the book, not the introduction. Mm-hmm. It is like I think it's called the chapter where Bobby pisses everybody off. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. I,
0: I'm sure you've got like, I'm sure your audience like. There's this deep love. And also, like, annoyance at you. And that's what I like like about you.
2: It's so good. So, the problem it's is, it's entertaining. I've, I've turned a lot of my audience into cynics, which is, is not great. Like, I've kind of shown them the man behind the curtain in, in marketing. And, like, what, you know, I mean, look, Colin, you and I both know this. Like, once you've seen some of the behind the curtain stuff, you can't unsee it.
0: Yeah.
2: And I'm like, Your pants eh, are down. Eh, eh. You know, so but, but that's that's, you know, the approach I just, I, you know, it, it makes it fun. And mm. like you said, I mean, you're right. Some people get very annoyed with me and, mm. you know, I, I don't really get a lot of, I don't get a lot of hate email. Like no. I, in my, in my welcome sequence, I tell people, like I, I tell people, look, I'm going to give you some of my greatest hits, which are often <laughs> they've been the ones that have upset the people the most, but I'm going to give it to you. Cause I want you to know what's coming. Yeah, And, you know, I made an analogy to uh, Chasing Amy, which I don't know if you saw it, but I saw it when I was in college. I love Kevin Smith movies. I think it's the greatest thing, but it's a romantic comedy where they don't end up together. And I was like, oh, that's not cool. You don't market something as a romantic comedy if they don't end up together. And so I said, I don't want you feeling that way after you've been on my email list. So I'm just going to tell you right up front. And, you know, (laughs) so like I just... you know, the great thing is a lot of people leave early, but the people who do stick around, stick around.
0: Totally. I love that. Mate, you're doing great work and and I love the evolutions that you're going through. And so what? where's the best place for people to connect with you to get more of your quirkiness and humor and, and good value as well? Uh, so, uh, Where are you most active?
2: So I'm most active on Facebook. I've got a, a group called Badass Online Marketers, um, but I also, you know, I'm Bobby Clink and then my page is Bobby Clink. But, you know, if people like, I'm not to my 5,000 person limit. So I accept friend requests from people and all that. So whatever, you know, but- Still
0: making friends on yeah, Facebook. Yeah,
2: you know, try, trying my best. I pay them a little bit here and there, but, um, you know, I, I make observations there from time to time. Uh, Instagram's a wasteland. I'll, I'll DM with people there, but, you know, yeah. other than that, it's really a wasteland, but really it's Facebook is my place and then my nice. website. Um, and then, you know, uh, I know, you know, you've got a link that you can give people like- hmm. um, like yeah, so eight, let me talk to
0: that. Yeah, go ahead. so uh, you mentioned the email marketing course, yep. which you would normally charge for. It's free. Um, I'm going to hook that up in the show notes. If anyone is listening right now, I'll just hook it straight up to co forward slash bobby b o b b y. Look at that, you get your own URL, brother. And uh, co forward slash bobby. Type that in. Hook up with the email. And uh, you guys will be loving it when you start implementing Bobby's stuff.
2: Yeah. And so let me tell you, like when you do that, what you're signing up for is bomb you, which is my, the entire thing, but it includes the email course that, so you can just, just, just do the email course. You, you can look nice. at the other stuff if you want, but um, you know, yeah, my email course I used to charge for, and we made the decision to, to just include it in the free university because uh, you know, I've just made the decision I'm giving the information away for free and and I'm going to help people with implementation. So yeah, I'd love to have people join me there.
0: Yeah. I love that Bobby. Well, mate, it's been a pleasure. It's been a long time coming to have you on the podcast. Um, I appreciate you being in my life. You add a lot of value and uh, I'm excited about where the next season's coming. Thanks for being on the podcast, Bobby.
2: Thanks for having me. It's been great.
1: Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.